You're listening to The Voice, episode 33. This episode hosted by Danny Starr. Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Voice, episode 33. I'm your host, Danny Starr, and we're really happy today to be presenting an interview that I taped a few weeks ago at the Marcom conference with unmarketing Scott Stratton. Before we get started, I'd like to let you know that we're going to have a contest running. It's going to let you win a copy of Scott's best-selling book, Unmarketing, Stop Marketing, Start Engaging. All you have to do is email us the answer to the following question. What is the name of Scott's follow-up to Unmarketing going to be called? Just email the correct entry to thevoice at ottawa.iabc.com. The contest is going to close on July 14, 2012. The winner is going to be chosen at random from the correct entry and notified by email. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of the IABC Ottawa podcast, The Voice, which is now going to be going national all the way across the country. I'm really happy here to have with me today uh, Scott Stratton, who's otherwise known as Unmarketing on Twitter and is the president of Unmarketing and the author of the book that's now in paperback, right? Yes, that's right. Uh, Unmarketing, Stop Marketing, Start Engaging. Welcome to the podcast, Scott. Thanks, Danny. I'm very happy to be here. Great, great. Uh, I, I've always felt you have a really great story. You're, you have a very varied career, you've done a bunch of different things. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've done in your life? Well, first and foremost, being Canadian. Yeah. It's nice to talk to Canadians so yeah. don't, people don't laugh at my saying about all the time. Uh, I Actually, my background goes from, I was in school for human resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked in human resources, was a sales training manager, mm-hmm. was a music industry band yeah. manager yeah. Yeah. for nobody you've heard of, that's why I don't do it anymore. And, and everything from, and then running on marketing itself, from viral marketing mm-hmm. to relationship marketing to personal touching in, in, in mm-hmm. business. So uh, I have a, and before that, I have a wide swath of yeah. game tags and hairnets yeah, yeah. <laughs> growing up like everybody else. So I pretty much worked almost every industry there is. And uh, I'm just living in, in Ontario, in, in Canada, you know, we're dealing with um, certain personalities, certain mindsets here that apply across the board. If you're dealing with people, you're dealing with all humans, you're dealing with psychology, it's, it's an important thing. So tell me a little bit about the concept of unmarketing and how you sort of developed that idea uh, and started to bring it forward. I know you started on Twitter, and, and yeah. but like, what, where did you start to get the idea that I'm going to call this unmarketing and I'm going to move forward with this concept? Marketing itself came almost a decade ago where uh, when I was doing the sales training manager type of stuff, I realized that we were all hypocritical marketers that we hate getting cold calls, but then we try to figure out how to cold call for our own business. We, we hate getting these, these mass-produced flyers, but then we produce them for ourselves and realize we, need, we could probably stop being hypocritical marketers and, and trying to be better at something you hate made no sense. Um, you know, the rare person that is good at cold calling, the rare person that has the yellow pages out that does work, um, there's a thousand others who don't. And I realized people buy from people they know, like, and trust. It's the three pillars. It's not mine. That's a century old. The three pillars of, of human relation and of business. And so I found what ways can we increase knowing people, them liking us, and trusting us. And that was things like positioning yourself. So back in the day, 10 years ago, it was about writing articles. It was about giving talks. It was about giving your, your knowledge so when people had a need for your service, they'd hire you because they knew you. 
and they viewed you as an expert. And now with social and with digital, we can be scalable, we can be virtual, and we can go up the chain and outside of that ladder to the point where we don't have to be there to show our expertise, and that's what I love about it. So were you very versed in social media when you first started, or? <laughs> I think like a lot of fellow geeks yeah. of mine that we were doing social media before we called it that. We just called it talking. You know, it was just yeah. like behind a keyboard. We were doing from forums to, to you know, bulletin board messaging systems to blog comments. Social media was social media 10 years ago. We just had to give it a, some kind of name to it right now. Mm -hmm. So I realized virtually, digital, social media is nothing different. It's mm -hmm. just virtual. It's still the same networking rules. It's still the same things about positioning apply. It's just social, but I found the, the incubation period for social media has been amazing. Three years ago, nobody really wanted to talk about it, unless you're the, the fanboys and the geeks like, like myself. Two years ago, people were saying, well, wait a second, what, what is this social thing? We still don't want to do it because it's not real serious business, but what is it? PR has to stand for now. People react and people respond. And public relations really should have public as part of that. Yeah, that's great. So you come up with the concept of unmarketing. Mm -hmm. You start to get really well known on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I, I was actually following you at that time and saw a lot of that. So then you decided you're going to crystallize all of this knowledge into the form of a book, yeah. right? And, and that, that was a time when I saw a lot of books coming out on the subjects of social right. media or even social business, you, yeah. you could call it, right? What was it that you thought you were going to bring unique to the book platform that nobody else was really doing at that time? Well, first of all, I, I, you know, I always wanted to write a book, but I never set out to write one by doing what I was doing. Um, it just so happened that the phone rang and the publisher, Wiley, uh, Shannon Vargo, who's my editor still now, phoned me and said, why haven't you written a book yet? I said, why haven't you called me yet? She said, well, touche. And uh, that's how we started talking. And for me, I realized that I could write a book differently because all of them were kind of giving a general idea of social. All of them were saying, here's what this is, here's what that is. And you can't write a book like that I'm thinking, on a piece of paper. It's out of date the day it comes out if you do it like that. So for me, I wanted to write on marketing. It wasn't a social media guide. It wasn't how to do this. It's what, this is what I've done. This is what I've seen people doing. And this is how you should do it. Each chapter is like two or three pages. Um, it goes amazingly well with my ADD. Uh, it's like 57 sections. You can pick it up. And I wanted it to be like a Lay's chip, right? You mm -hmm. eat one you got to eat another one. So each chapter was like one at a time. You can read like 10 chapters in like three minutes and you feel like you've accomplished something in life. So that's how I wrote it the way I want to pick it up and put it down. Where There is bite size because I really actually wanted this to be a leverage point for people in their company to be able to take to somebody and convince them, hey, here's an interesting, just two pages. Read what I'm thinking that we could do here in social. Read what we're doing right or wrong. And that's where, if, if this can help people convince others, because a lot of my fans, people who read it of the book itself, are, are my choir. I'm preaching to the choir. Mm -hmm. If they could take this, if it could just help one meeting with their boss or something, convince them to do something better or awesome, then you know, I think we're talking, I think I've, I've accomplished something yeah. for sure. That's, so, picking up on the concept of awesome, yeah. right? So, how do you then start to make the transition from the unmarketing concept to now this sort of awesome business concept that we're, we hear you talk about? Well, I said the word awesome way too many times when I'm talking about unmarketing in my life, and way too many times, and even right now. Uh, it's, it's my word to describe, that's my reaction word, right? For me, where something is, just becomes an extreme emotion. It could be awesomely horrible, awesomely amazing, awesomely funny, awesomely touching, whatever it is, as long as the emotion is of that higher level, which led me into what the second book will be, which is the book of business awesome. Treating your customers and your employees great can lead to great business. But it's a flip book. Because if I only talked about awesome stuff, I couldn't talk about the train wrecks. And I love train wrecks in business. So you flip the book upside down, it's actually the book of business unawesome how not treating your customers and your employees right can to lead to horrible, horrible business. And it reads both ways, upside down both ways. So the front cover's a ladybug, the back cover's a ladybug squished on it too. And it just works in a way that oh, it shows, I think you can learn from both good and bad, right? As long as you learn something. Mm -hmm. 
So a train wreck, a mistake isn't a mistake if we learn from it. It's truly only a mistake if we don't change because of it. So that was, it's still in marketing, it's still relationship, and it's still social. People ask, well, was it a social media book? Well, I think that's the wrong question because I think business is social. I think business is personal. And whether your story happened in social media or it got spread through social media, it's like saying, is your business, is your book about people? Right? Social media is a, is a way we communicate now, not a, a, an entity on its own. Mm -hmm. So the theme of the conference, Marcom conference that we're at today, is really about sort of rethinking and, and yep. doing a lot of things differently. What, what do you think you've learned in like the last year or so about doing things differently that has sort of changed the way you look at things? I certainly have shifted a bit, and, and sometimes we stick to our guns too much in being a speaker or author where this always has to be the way. Um, I have certainly shifted how I view social media where I don't find it mandatory anymore for companies to do. I think it's actually a bad call. I think mandatory engagement is a horrible recipe for disaster. I think that social works if you're good at it. That sounds silly, but it's actually really deep and really true if you think about it, where mandatory engagement, mandatory customer service, talking to customers will only give you mediocre results. Um, I think social will be done if you have the time to do it and you, you, you really want to do great for your customers, your clients, or your awareness for your business. And I don't think if you are a communicator inside a company and you're doing it because you have to, it's on top of you where you like to fax things to, to reporters and journalists, that it's not a good idea. And I really shifted from that. A year and a half, two years ago, I really was that preaching that gospel. Everybody needs to be social. And I, really, I think most people are there. But I don't think you have to be there. I'd rather you not, actually. If you don't want to be there and it's kind of forced, can you just get out of my pool. I don't want you in it. Because people don't need more of just mediocre and social. Any people who want to be social, any brands who, who think they need to be social and want to you know, leverage that. That's great. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for your time, oh, Scott. Pleasure. It was great having you on. Anytime. Uh, if you want to know more about Scott Stratton, you can go to unmarketing.com or he's at unmarketing on Twitter. Yeah. And you can learn more about the IABC Ottawa podcast at ottawa.iabc.com. Thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks, man. You've been listening to the podcast of the International Association of Business Communicators, Ottawa Chapter, produced at the Media Style Studio. For more information, visit ottawa.iabc.ca. Originally, first I decided to go to, to Gandhi's ashram. I said, where, where is he assassinated? He's one of my heroes. And this quote was above his deathbed. And uh, it hung over his deathbed, and my life is my message. I saw it, and I was the only one there, which is amazing on its own. I just froze, I looked at it, and I said, I'm gonna get that on my arm. Because I also said at the event, I kind of made a joke about how somebody wasn't on Twitter for a long time, and I said, who are you, Gandhi? You know, you're wandering with no Wi-Fi. And the audience didn't, didn't like that. I said, why would Gandhi be on Twitter? I'm like, mm, touche. But Gandhi would rule on Twitter. His, his advice is so short and quick and everything, so yeah, it's amazing.